The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion's making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. Take your Bibles and turn to the book of Revelation, please. If you're on your feet, remain there. If you're able to, if you're not standing, stand up or stand up on the inside as we give honor to God's Word tonight. Revelation chapter 12, going to find our verse 7, if you will. We'll read through verse 12, 7 through 12, book of Revelation chapter 12. I want to start a new series tonight called The Overcomer. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I'm an overcomer. Come on, say it again. Say, I'm an overcomer. God is great. And He wants you to overcome. He wants you to be more than a conqueror. He wants you to be somebody who does exactly what we were just singing, Pastor Alex. I love that new song. Walk through the fire and nothing. Yeah, awesome. Amen. Revelation chapter 12, new series, brand new series on Wednesday night now. We've been doing a series uh, on the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost come, and we're excited about that, and so I might revisit it. We've done many, many messages, but I felt very strongly impressed by the Holy Spirit to bring this message to you, the overcomer. Probably three or four messages in this series. We'll do it on Wednesday nights. Revelation chapter 12, find verse... Seven, or you're there. Now, uh, I do have notes for you, and I spent time putting those together. So if you like filling in notes, you want to keep notes, go ahead. I would like to take the liberty tonight to step away from them at any time I want to. And if you're going to call Holy, is Holy Ghost Night, Holy Spirit Night, Wednesday night, if you're going to call something Holy Ghost Night, Holy Spirit Night, you ought to let him have it. And, and many times he wants us to go through what we've already prepared, but other times he wants us to step away. And I feel a little bit of step away anointing on me. So, uh, in fact, I'm going to depart right away. Uh, take your Bibles, Revelation 12, just go right from verse 1. Are you ready? New King James Version, it's also on the screen. Revelation 12, verse 1. Now a great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and her head a garland of 12 stars. How many? 12 stars. And being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. And all the ladies said, Amen. Another great sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven Heads and ten horns, and seven diadems on his heads, and he his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour the child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and the throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God that she should feed her there 1,260 days. Verse 7. 
And a war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon with his angels fought. Verse 8. And they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out. Somebody say hallelujah. That serpent, the serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world, he was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of the brethren who accuses them before God day and night has been cast down. And I want you to read verse 11 with me. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, thank you for what you're going to do. Come and mess us up with truth. May we never be the same. Change us. Release the word of the Lord tonight. Release the word of the Lord tonight. In Jesus' name, and may the effects be far-reaching even to eternity. Amen. You may be seated. We We have a staff meeting every week. Of course, as we pray and guide and direct and strategize the next steps of this ministry and plan out the different things that are taking place, even as far as six months and a year out and further. And I was driving to the church. It was going to be on time for the staff meeting. We have that every Tuesday. If you'd pray for us every Tuesday, I'd appreciate that in the morning. Every Tuesday morning, we have a staff meeting. And um, I'm driving, and the Lord says, meet down in the sanctuary, call Pastor Alex, get him on the piano, and you just have a prayer meeting and do something different. Now, we always pray. We're a church that believes in prayer. We've got lots of prayer meetings. We always pray at our staff meeting, but there's been times when God's called us to just sort of tarry and to wait for his presence so that he could speak to us and touch us and do something maybe different. And we try to remain sensitive as I'm going to remain sensitive by his grace tonight to what he wants to say. I've spent time and I've put together notes, a message uh, here on the blood of Jesus and overcoming by the blood. And so I I hope that I'll get through it, but I'm going to just let God sort of have his way tonight. And you might end up with some blanks that aren't filled in. Pray in tongues, God will give you a word, and you just fill it in later, if that's the case. So we're here at the staff meeting, and Pastor Alex begins to pray, uh, play, and, and what a marvelous gift God gave us in Pastor Alex Betzel. Would you just thank God for him? Appreciate you. And Minister Micah and all of our worship team, it's not a canned worship uh, it's, it's something that we really believe is fresh every time we come together, always looking for new songs, always believing God, and um, just so appreciate you and the whole team. So we come and he's playing, and we kind of flow, and we pray, and 
The Lord began to remind me of different things that he's done in this ministry over the almost 10 years now that I've been here. Church has been here longer than that, but I've been here about 10 years. Almost 10 years. It'll be 10 years next October, so nine and a half or whatever it is. And I just began to have faith. You know, when you look back on your life, when you look back on your testimony, when you look back on what God's done for you, it's like signposts on the highway of life to remind you that what he did before, he can do again. And if he did it back then, he can certainly do it now. And if he healed you, he can heal you now. If he freed you before, he can free you now. If he provided for you before, he can provide for you now. And facing the building of our 41,000 square foot building and all the challenges that are before us, I needed a boost of faith, but I didn't really know it. You know, aren't you glad that God knows what you need when you don't know it? He's already there. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the alpha, the omega. He's the author. He's the perfecter. And he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. That's an encouraging scripture to me right about now. And so as we prayed, the Lord began to just stir some things, and I received a, a text from uh, two different prophets, and then really a, a third one who's probably a prophet but doesn't really realize it yet. And the text comes from Haggai chapter 2. How many of you know Haggai chapter 2? Haggai chapter 2 in verse 8. Would you put that on the screen? Haggai. It starts with an H. I don't know how to spell the rest of it, but it's Haggai chapter 2. Verse 8 and 9. Throw that up if you would, please. And it's a powerful verse of Scripture. It says, the silver is mine. The gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 9. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give you peace, says the Lord of hosts. Now, I knew that I received it three times within two days. Day and a half, really. And the first two were almost simultaneous. One came from outside the country, one came from in the country, and one came from within the body here. And I knew that God was speaking to me, and I knew, it, I knew exactly what it was saying. And I began to feel this stirring of faith. So we met Tuesday, and I read this scripture and just got encouraged. And Heidi Capo was here. Some of you know Heidi, some of you don't. She's Minister Tim Capo's wife, and she's a great woman of God, great worship leader, and she's really... She's what I would call a psalmist. She just comes up with songwriting, and she just, I mean, she can just flow and, and, and write songs very easily. And so she says, she's in the staff meeting, she's going to catch a plane later that day, and she says, Pastor, I have, a, I have a song that God gave me. It's a prophetic song. Would you mind if I played it for you? And she brought a CD. She put the CD on, and she played it. When she played the CD, it was a montage of all the years that she was here, basically, of these Kairos moments where God gave us prophetic songs and God dropped things in our heart. And over the years that she was here, and this, how many of you know what a montage is? It, had its, it was its own song, but within that song, it had these key songs that were, they were game changers for us when we sang them. And as that played on the CD, I found like a motion picture taking place in, in my spirit of the different moments where, where we were in the congregation nine plus years ago. And then 
you know, eight years ago, seven years ago, six years ago, and five years ago. And the Lord reminded me through this prophetic song that she wrote, these moments where he released the word of the Lord and it changed everything. I mean, it changed everything. I mean, we're going to have to write a book about it. You say, really? Yeah, we're going to have to write a book about it because what God is doing here is beyond anything any of us know. And sometimes we think like the Galatians so foolishly that we, that we started in the spirit, now we're going to finish in the flesh. I'm going to tell you something. We're not going to finish anything in the flesh. We didn't start this thing to begin with. He's the one who called us. He's the one who brought us out of darkness and hell. He's the one who brought us and snatched us like a stick out of the fire. Sometimes we think we're so smart, so bright, so anointed. Come on. And it's really God who brings us along by his grace. When I was younger, I, I, I sort of leaned, leaned more to the, to the free will of man. It's the free will of man and the sovereignty of God. And the, there's a theological struggles and arguments over the millennia about that. I'm going to tell you, as I get older, I lean more to the sovereignty of God, although I still need to choose and pick him. I'm finding myself fallen in the glorious river of God, being carried by his presence into favor and blessing and goodness. I mean, the land, the property, the, the church, and all that's taking place is absolutely miraculous. It's miraculous, and that's just the stuff that you know. There's other stuff I can't tell you. It's other stuff that's happened in my own heart, my own testimony. I, I had the joy of sharing that reluctantly last night as I was before the borough assembly. As they're making a decision about the regulations of marijuana use, cultivation, and retail sales. We went here in Wasilla and we gave them cover as it was expressed to me. Cover to make the right decision. And so now for the borough... And there's a lot of angry pot smokers. I, I'm just saying. People that are greedy and want to make money. And then there's people that, are, that want the pot smoking for the, for the medicinal qualities. And, and there are medicinal qualities, apparently. I, I've, I've been going through an education. But I got to tell my story. It was one of the last ones that spoke. And as I shared my story, you know, it's just... It's kind of amazing. And I can't take any credit. I can't, I can't say, well, some great character or strength that I had in myself. Are you kidding me? He rescued me time and time and time and time again. But now as I've begun to grow up in the Lord, I've begun to realize that, that I am an overcomer. And I know this, I've been through enough hell fire, I've been through enough battles, I've been through enough things in my life that I know with absolute confidence and surety before God, as I humbly submit to him, if I resist the devil, he has got to go. If I humble myself, submit to God, resist the devil, he flees. Come on, somebody say, hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more. Don't you come back no more. Wish I knew the rest of that. I just don't know the rest of it. 
So I want to start a new series because I feel like God's got us in this, this overcoming stance. He's got, us, he's got us in this MMA thing in the spirit, and we've already won. But if you don't know how to overcome, if we don't learn how to overcome, then we'll never walk into what God has for us that's just around the corner, but it's going to require a fight. bygone era there was songs about the blood and I love songs about the blood and I want to talk to you about the blood of Jesus because it is part of the equation by which you're able to overcome oh the blood of Jesus oh the blood of Jesus oh the blood of How do you remember Andre Crouch went off to be with the Lord? Andre Crouch, the blood has never lost its power. The blood. Everybody say the blood. blood. From day to day, he will never lose its power. How many of you know that one? The blood. The blood of Jesus. There is power, power, wonder-working power in blood. Of the Lamb, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the hey. blood. The blood. There, there, you know, there's new songs. Don't I love the fact that Pastor Alex had a new song and it had the blood in it. Did you? That second to last one, the penultimate one, something about the blood. And I heard people go, "Woo!" Because you must know something about the blood. My mother. First, when she happens to be on the front row tonight, God bless you, Mom. My mother, uh, the first time I ever heard anybody say, I plead the blood, it was my mama. I plead the blood over this conversation. I plead the blood over your son. I'm pleading the blood over you. To me, that was like Greek when I first heard it. I plead what? I plead the fifth. How about that? I heard that. I never heard I plead the blood. I heard it from my mama, and then I, then I began to study and, and learn about the blood phrase of the pleading the blood of Jesus. And if you look at our text tonight, there's a tremendous war taking place. And I'm reminded of the place that we stand in this apostolic work. We're over 120 different extensions. And this, these first verses that are not in your notes, but I decided to read it. The great sign appeared in heaven, verse 1. There's this woman who's with child she has a garland of 12 stars. I've talked about this before. 12 is an apostolic governmental number. And I believe it's, it, there's much to this text, but for prophetic application tonight, it's a picture of our church birthing forth churches, birthing forth a move of God, and, and how the devil just really doesn't want us to birth anything. And this fiery dragon is standing there as she's about to give birth, and he wants to devour the child. And I'm going to tell you that what's on the inside of you, God wants to bring out, and the devil would love to devour it before it happens, standing there right there to destroy your dreams. He's a liar. And you need to learn to overcome. We need to overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. And the third part is to not love your life so much as to shrink from death. And So we're at war. Look at your neighbor and say, you're at war, Jack. Satan's described as this formidable, formidable foe. 
formidable adversary. We're on your notes now. A red dragon, enormous red dragon. Seven heads or seven crowns. It's really a, a picture of vast political power that, rage, that he rages with. And he takes one-third of the angelic host with him, one-third of the angels. And many believe those are the, the demons. One-third of innumerable. He's only got one-third. Somebody say he's only got one-third. And he's called Satan. He's called the accuser. He's called... Uh, the, the slanderer, the father of lies, and when he's lying, he's speaking his native language. Accuser or devil is translated slanderer. And he deceives the whole world, and he's furious. How do we handle a furious, red, accusatory devil? How do you handle that? How do you overcome the devil? Some people are nervous and scared about the devil. You don't need to be nervous and you don't need to be scared. I would venture to say that the devil's nervous. Now, we don't bring, we don't bring slanderous accusations against him. You stand in a place decreeing what's already been done. If you get yourself over in spiritual warfare, over into calling out a fight with the devil, you will lose big time. The only way you're able to overcome is by the blood of the Lamb. And we'll talk about that, the word of our testimony and loving your life, not so much as to shrink from death. I was on the island of Molokai. And uh, the church wasn't growing. And uh, we were just believing for breakthrough. I've had a dream of revival every place I've gone, and I believe this is the last place I'll be. We'll take trips and do church planting and all of that, but I believe God's planted us here to see a mighty revival. Somebody say amen. amen. And as we went to Molokai, I just believe for this great revival. So you're believing for a great outpouring and you have a handful of people, you know, like this isn't it. There's more. I want to see multitudes. When I close my eyes, I see multitudes of people saved. I see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people coming to Christ. I see children dancing. I see people liberated. I see schools with the Word of God back in it. I, when, I, when I close my eyes and I dream, I see outpourings, and not just one church, the body of Christ. I see signs and wonders in Fred Myers and in Walmart. I see people liberated. I see them not smoking dope, but getting into the holy presence of God to get rid of their PTSD and everything else. So sad to hear how people have to smoke dope so they cannot be filled with anxiety and suicidal thoughts. How about come to the guy that, that created everything? Somebody said, Adam smoked dope. Why would he need to smoke dope? Walked with God. On Molokai, believing for revival, it's just not happening. So we learned a long time ago, if it's not happening, you're not seeing the breakthrough, we'll fast and pray. So the Lord called us to a 40-day fast. And um, I'm not sure how that happened. I, I almost ate cat food on day 36. My mom was there. You remember that, Mom? Not with the cat food part, especially on day 40. The cat food part's funny. At 30, you know, 36 days, you've been liquid. I lost 50 pounds or something, which was really good. The, it was a wonderful byproduct. Power God was coming down, and I knew what he called me to do. He called me to run up the back of this demon 
place of worship called Mo'o. Mo'o is a lizard god that they would come and up and feed. It looks like a gecko. And it was on this part of the island that was so demonized. And I have this vision, this dream I have. In fact, I don't know which one it was, a vision or a dream. Sometimes it blends. And the vision is I'm running. I, I have this big broadsword. Would you go rifle my office and go get it? It's the one with the wood handle, not the fancy looking one. It's the ugly one. And I have this broadsword, and I'm running up the back of Mo'o, praying in like some unknown language with this broadsword, you know, big long hair, totally ripped like Conan the Barbarian, kind of anointed Conan, kind of. And I, I'm running up, and I get to the top of Mo'o, and I grab, pull this sword out, and I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. I begin to pray in this prayer language. And so I pull from my back this exact sword. This is it. Thank you. This is the sword that I used. It's a memorial. So that'll preach. Listen, you need to have memorials. Man, I'm going to tell you something. This message is messing me up, and I'm not even into it yet. I'm getting encouraged. Anybody else getting encouraged? Listen, what God said he would do through your life, he will do. What he promised you, he's not a man that he should lie. Don't be discouraged at what you see right now. Don't be discouraged by the naysayers and things that are temporal. They're all subject to change. And God's called you to be an overcomer. Don't be discouraged. Don't be downcast. Don't hang your head in shame. Rise up in your God-given blood-bought right and begin to walk in the authority and power that he's purchased for you. Come on, you can be an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. And you do that... You can overcome Satan. You can overcome darkness. You can overcome your flesh. You can overcome disease. You can overcome every foul assignment of hell and see your destiny come about. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Come on, you can do better than that in the house of God. Say hallelujah. So the vision, I run up. I run up, the, I run up this mountain. And uh, I, I get to the top and I pull this sword out and I pray in this unknown tongue and I stab the back of this dragon in the head, the back of its head. And it squirms, you know, and, and it dies. And I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> it was really cool. But the, in the vision and the dream, it was he, at the end of a 40-day fast, I do this thing. So I wake up, I think it was a dream. I wake up and I'm thinking, wow, that's like, that's intense, God. Thinking, whoa, 40 day fast. Like, that's probably figuratively speaking. Because Lord knows I like to eat, so we're not doing no 40 day fast. But, you know, maybe we fast TV or something, right? And so I just sort of ponder it. I come Sunday to church in Molokai, and there's a man, his name is Forrest. And he comes to me, and he's crying at the end of service, and he says, I need to repent. I said, okay. It's not uncommon. That's a good thing. I mean, it's, I mean you know, that's a good thing. It's a gift of repentance. It's a great thing when God gives that to you. It's a gift. It's not bad. It's great. And he comes and he repents and he says, I'm sorry. Because God spoke to me to give you something on Wednesday, but it's one of my favorite things I have, and I don't want to give it to you, but now it's sin. And I have to obey God. I said, okay. 
He said, can you come with me? And we walked outside to his car. He opens the trunk and he pulls out this thing wrapped in a sheet and he unwraps it and it is this. It is the sword from my dream. The exact one. And when I saw it, I thought, wow, that's awesome. Oh, God. Because immediately that meant the fast wasn't figurative either. In other words, it's not just some little spiritual sword. It's a real sword. I'm giving you a real sword. You're doing a real 40-day fast, and you're really running up the back of this demon thing, and you're really going to pray in those tongues, and you're going to stab the back of its head, and I'm going to bring revival. I shared with my mom. I shared with some of the key leaders, and uh, somehow I made it through day 36. I think it was day 36. I almost ate cat food. I've told the story before, but... My job was to feed the cat, take out the trash, and do a couple other things around the house. All the fellows said, amen. So, you know, we had the cat food, and I, I go in to feed the cat, and, it, and I, it's one of those pop-the-top things, and I, and I pulled it back, and I was just like, yes. And I started salivating and everything. I mean, it smelled good, and I'm just like, I took a sniff off it, and I'm like, oh, and then it was like, what are you doing? It was like the Holy Spirit. You're going to break your fast with cat food? What are you doing? I was like, ah, ah. And I dumped it out and I went in all angry. I was totally angry. God bless my wife. She has to put puts up with me. I said, I'm not feeding the cat until this is over. She says, why? I said, I almost ate it. I almost ate the cat food and I just walked away. On the 40th day, I drove up. I, we drove out to the location. My mother drove me. Do you remember this? And we're out at the beach. We started at the beach, and I got the general location of where Mo'o was. I knew where this thing was. So she drives me out there, and I get out at the, at the ocean shore. I think I prayed in Hawaiian or some, some crazy prayer language I never had before. You remember, right? Wielding this sword around like Conan at the beach. And then I, I had the backpack, just like I saw. I stuck the sword in the back, and I ran straight up the mountain. And 2,500 feet in elevation with no food. I had water. I'm going to just tell you, I was starting to see into God right from the first 500 feet. <laughs> and as I'm, running, as I'm running up, I mean, I, it's just amazing. I ran with the goats. You heard with running with wolves? I ran with goats, which I thought was a prophetic picture also. I mean, God's talking to me about goats and sheep and the whole thing. And anyway, go up, and I'm, I find this place that, you know, you get, how many of you know, you look at a mountain, you go, oh, yeah, it's right there. Then you start running and walking. How many of you hunters, you know, you're like, where was that? I didn't have any GPS. So I'm just running in the spirit trying to figure it out. I get to the top, and Dr. Morocco knew what I was doing. So I call him on my phone. I will never forget what he said to me. He knew I was doing a 40-day fast. He knew I was doing the thing on that day. I call him and I say, Dr. Morocco, I'm on the back of Mo'o right now, and I want you to pray for me. He's like, all right, Pastor Daniel, I'm here with a bunch of men. And I'm just like, the wind's blowing. I'm like, ah, felt like Elijah or something. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm in the middle of this thing. He said, I'm here with a bunch of men. Now, Daniel, Pastor Daniel, listen to me. And I said, okay. He said, listen to me. Are you listening? Now, when my pastor says, listen to me, are you listening? He really means, dude, listen. And so it's like time stops. And he says, remember that your spiritual warfare 
comes from a place of fighting from the victory that Jesus has already purchased for you. And you are declaring that you know that Satan knows that he's a defeated foe and you stand in the finished work of the cross covered in the blood declaring what Jesus has done and the liberty that he brought to the captives. Do you understand me? I said, yes, sir, I understand. Now, I had been through spiritual warfare training and all that, but he made it really plain and simple because he knew that if I stepped onto territory without understanding properly what my rights were, that I was dead meat. And there have been people that have lost all kinds of stuff, even life for stepping into territory that they should never step into. And so he was in a men's meeting, and he prayed, Lord, bring your power. When he said, Lord, bring your power, dude, I pulled my sword out. I was like, I stabbed the back of Mo'o. I felt like the, the island shook. I had a thing called a pu'u shell, which is like a Hawaiian um, shofar. I blew that, and to me, the island shook. Now, you can all say, well, that's a nice little spiritual experience. Yes, wonderful. I'll just tell you, the church tripled in less than a month. I said the church tripled in less than a month. It went from 60 to 70 people, and it blew all the way up to almost 200 people. So maybe that's not a tripling, but I'm telling you, serious church growth. And within a month after that, God called me to the island of Kauai, passed the baton to Pastor Robert, and he took over, and he's done a far better job than I ever could. I was able to overcome by the blood. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Satan's a defeated foe. Let's go ahead and look at your notes now. You have no notes. Oh, good. Good, that's wonderful. How many of you got a pen and paper? Okay, take notes. It, it, it might, be, might be worth writing down. Satan's a defeated foe, he's thrown out of heaven, and he's come to the earth, and his, his wrath is great because the time is short. I want you to look at verse 10 because it's profound, and put it up on the, on the screen, please. Revelation 12 and 10, but I want the New International Version because it does a little bit of a better job. There's really articles before in the New International Version. Verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, now have come the salvation. Everybody say the salvation. Because there's only one. When you look at the Greek here, the New Testament's written in Greek. Old Testament is written in a small section of Aramaic. Most of it's Hebrew. Now have come the salvation. Everybody say the salvation. The salvation. The power. That's talking about the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God. The salvation, the power, and the kingdom of God. And the authority. You see, it's not, it's not many. It's singular. It's one. And it's important to note that. What Christ has released. He's released salvation. He's released power. He's released the kingdom. And he's, God has released the authority of his Christ. And as a result of that, we can be overcomers. There is no other way you'll be able to overcome the wiles of the devil in and of your own self. The only way that you'll be able to be an overcomer or more than a conqueror is by the blood of Jesus, by the blood of the Lamb. And he died so that we could be overcomers. He died so that we could walk this earth and bring his kingdom. If the goal for you and me was to be saved, we'd drop dead the second you prayed the sinner's prayer. 
He didn't leave you here to suffer. He left you here to conquer. He didn't leave you here to, to, to hope that you make it, wave a white flag, and then he can come right out of heaven and pick you up. No, he left you here so that you could advance his kingdom. He didn't leave you here to be a worm in the backyard hoping for redemption one day. No, he saved you, the salvation, the power the kingdom of God, the authority of his Messiah. Authority. Come on, someone say authority. authority. Some of you don't know that you have any. You know, you, have, you, know, you, know, you know that somebody has authority when they use it. I will tell you that my dogs obey me better than anybody else at the house. Except for Danny, he's getting there. My dogs know that I am not messing around. You know what else knows? Not my, my chickens know that I don't mess around. My rooster, for real, knows that I am bigger, badder than it is. And it'll try to intimidate somebody who doesn't understand authority. I've got a rooster. Anybody got a... You know what I'm talking about? You, got roo, you know, anybody know about roosters? Well, you, you give a rooster an, an inch, it's going to take a mile. And this rooster, man, he's bad. I mean, he's just like... <laughs> Me, he can bring it, you know? And he could be a little scary to somebody who knows that, you know, that maybe he could get hurt by the rooster. However, I know that if it attacks me, I will kill it. And it knows that if it attacks me, it will die. And how do you know that? Because we've had some encounters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the rooster come attack me. I have authority. Say, I have authority. I've got authority. So the rooster comes to, it, comes to get me. And remember the first time it happened. It came from a little chick and it started getting all, you know, cocky which is where that expression comes from. And it figures it's going to come after me. And so it comes after me. I'm like, bop! I smacked it in the head. I said, no, no, no. He's all... You know, look, oh, I got, I got a little bit of a headache. Oh, the bald guy. I'm all... Right? And it really never messes with me. It, it got a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. You know, began to try to make other chickens. Thought it was all that. And then it had tried one more time. And when it tried, it's never tried again. We're, we know each other. I respect him, his territory, and he knows I'm the boss. So it comes after me one more time. I've never had another problem with a chicken, the, the rooster. comes after me one more time, and I cracked it, and I said, I will kill you. Do you understand? And it just never bothered me. Imagine that. Come on, someone say, I've got authority. You have authority because of the blood of Jesus. That's why you have authority. You don't have authority because you're educated. You don't have authority because you look good. You don't have authority for any other reason other than the blood of Jesus. That's what gives you authority. All right. The blood gives us life. Genesis chapter 9 verse 4. Put it up if you would. Any version will do. In Genesis 9, verse 4, it's an important scripture that Noah has just survived the flood and God makes a covenant with him. It's like a new beginning for the earth. And, and it says in Genesis chapter 9, verse 4, but you must not eat meat that has life blood still in it. Wow. Why? Because life is in the blood. And there was something about the blood Turn with me if you've got your Bibles to Leviticus 17 and verse 11. Put it up if you would. Leviticus 
17, verse 11. For the life of the creature is in the blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement. Whoop. Atonement, big word, atonement, at one minute. Think about it that way, to, to make you, allow you to be reunited, to get rid of your sin, to make atonement for yourself on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. There is no other to be made right. There's no other way to have your sin forgiven except by the blood, but not bulls and goats anymore, ladies and gentlemen, by the blood of the Lamb. How do you have authority? How do you overcome? The very first thing is to understand that it's the blood. It is the blood. It is the blood that allows you to be an overcomer. That is what gives you the authority. That's what gives you salvation. That's what allows you to walk in power. The blood. So we understand why God said to Noah in this new world, don't eat the blood because the blood is a symbol of life. It's the blood of his son that would give us life. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And you see, in the Old Testament, it's tied to sacrifice. It, as I said here, it, made, it makes atonement. And, and it cleanses and makes holy. Leviticus chapter 8 and verse 15, I'll read it. Moses slaughtered the bull and took some of the blood with his finger, and he put it on the horns of the altar to purify. To what? To purify the altar. It says that it makes propitiation. Romans talks about that. Hebrews 9 talks about it. Propitiation. It's the blood becomes a propitiation for us. Propitiation means to avert wrath. So you're about to get punched in the face, but the blood made it mess. You're about to get leveled. You're about to get destroyed, but the blood caused you to not be destroyed, caused you to be in peace. Come on, somebody say amen. We're cleansed by the blood from our sin. Jesus shed his blood. And I'm going to read this to you. I might, I might just get a little excited reading this right here. Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews 9. Verse 12. You see, when, when, when God said to Moses, build the tabernacle exactly like what you saw on the mountain what God showed him on the mountain is, is a picture of really what's up in heaven. He had him build a model. You see, in heaven, there's a mercy seat. In heaven, there's the Holy of Holies. In heaven, come on, there's an outer court, the inner court. It, it, the temple is, fa is fabricated and made precisely the way that God directed it. And it is a model of what's in heaven. It's a what? It's a model. So when the, the high priest on the day, the, the day of atonement, also called the fast, would take the blood and would enter into the Holy of Holies, he did it a prescribed certain way. But when Jesus came and he died on the cross on that Friday, which is coming up, so we celebrate it, darkness covered the earth. The temple curtain that separated the holy place from the holy of holies was ripped from the top to the bottom, signifying that the Holy Spirit is not inside there anymore, not in a temple made by hands anymore, that you couldn't enter into the Holy of Holies by the blood of bulls and goats and all of that, blood of the Lamb anymore. Watch this, Hebrews 9, Hebrews 9 verse 12. 
but he talking about Jesus. But he did not enter by the means of the blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once and for all by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. The blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of the heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. Now that's referring to the Levitical sacrificial system of the Old Testament. Ashes of the heifer, so on and so forth. He then goes on to say in verse 14, How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself unblemished to God, cleanse our conscience from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God? It goes on to say, Because it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins, but the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Jesus, cleanses you, cleanses me, from our sin. He makes atonement. He's a propitiation. He takes away the heart of stone. He puts in the heart of flesh. You see, you're born again because of the blood. The salvation. You have authority because He gave it to you. Somebody ought to say amen. Amen. Hebrews 9 and 22. In fact, the law requires that everything be cleansed with blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And in actual fact, because of the blood, you've been made holy. Hagios is the Greek word, made holy. You're a saint. Holy one. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you're a holy one. If you're saved. (laughs) Became a ransom for us. All right, how to conquer, how to overcome by the blood. Very simple as I bring you application in closing tonight. Recognize that that is your position, ladies and gentlemen. If you're saved, if you've repented of your sin and Jesus is the Lord of your life and you've received his death and his resurrection, then that is the position you hold before God. When he looks at you, he doesn't see a dirt bag. He doesn't see a sinner. He sees the glorious blood of Jesus. He sees somebody who's been redeemed. That's why you can come before his throne and pray and find help in time of need. That's why you can walk in purity and holiness. That's why the Bible says greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So how to overcome by the blood, how to be an overcomer, the first thing is you've got to recognize your position as somebody redeemed, as somebody washed, as somebody cleansed. Your position as a new creation in Christ. The old is gone, but the new has come. You might have been a loser before. In fact, we all were, no matter what you did. But you now are a winner. You're now, you know, you're in Christ. He's in you. You're in Him. So that's the first thing. The second thing is we can live holy and not give place to the devil. Well, 1 John 1 and verse 7. No, go to uh, Ephesians chapter 4. First John 1 and 7 is great, but Ephesians 4 verse uh, 26. In your anger, don't sin. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. And don't give the devil a foothold. The Greek word is topos. Anybody know what a topo map is? Any hikers out there? Yeah, so it gives you elevations. and Yeah, so topos is a place. It's a geographical location. Watch this now. 
Watch. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath and give the devil a topos, a place. Some of you have let the devil set up base camp in your head. Strongholds are mindsets that are impregnated with hopelessness contrary to God's word. Some of you have allowed just thoughts to be in your head that you can't afford to have there. In fact, you can't afford to have any thought in your head that God doesn't have towards you. And when you allow for things in your thinking to be in your thinking that's not from God, it's not from the Word, it's, it's basically from the world or your flesh or the devil, it can set up a topos, it can set up a place, it can set up a foothold for the devil to, to get up into your life. I don't want that kind of base camp. Come on, somebody say, I don't want that. You need to tear those down. Because of the blood, we can walk humbly before him and know that our sin's forgiven, and then we can walk in purity and keep the devil from getting inside our, our lives. And listen, you have to do that. You have to do that. I said you have to do that. That's part of working out your salvation with fear and trembling. Salvation, sozo. It's, it's, it's transforming your mind. All that Jesus do, you did, you can't do. But he will not do what's your job. Your job to renew your mind. It's your job to, to learn to walk and think rightly, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We overcome by the blood because it's the blood that allows us to be positioned as a new creation. It's the blood that covers us and allows us to walk in humility because it's a gift. You didn't do it. Even if you think you did, you're deceived. He, he called you and he gathered you and he pulled you to himself. And then he even allowed you to have a heart that would believe. I mean, that's called grace. And you can live holy, not give place to the devil. The third thing I see is plead the blood. Take a legal stand in the courtroom of heaven and declare the blood of Jesus over your life, over your, over your property, over your situation. You know, sometimes the devil comes, he comes like the, the accuser. He comes as the accuser of the brethren. And when he comes and he accuses you of something that's true, you know what you do? Agree quickly, repent, and then rebuke him. It's like, agree with the devil. If he's right, you better agree. You know you shouldn't have looked at that man like that. You're filled with lust. Lord, forgive me, God. I'm so sorry. Or I think it should be, Lord, forgive me. If you, you shouldn't have looked at that woman like that. God ain't going to bless you. You don't even tithe. Lord, forgive me. Where's my checkbook? Then you plead the blood. I love, Cindy Jacobs tells this story where her, her daughter wasn't living right and she had a boyfriend. The boyfriend's totally demonized and they end up in this meeting. It was in their house. There was only a few people there. And the, and the devil manifests through her boyfriend and begins to accuse Cindy Jacobs' daughter. And she tells the story herself, so I don't think she'd mind if I told it. Accuse Cindy Jacobs' daughter of, of all the sin that she did. You did this and you did this. And you had this devil's talking through her boyfriend. You did this. It's creepy. She had enough word in her being raised in the church that she just said, you're right. 
Oh God, I'm so sorry. And she repents, weeping, crying, gets through. I receive your forgiveness. Devil, I command you in the name of Jesus. She understood enough about the word to get right with God, then take out her prophetic pointy finger and just drive the devil out by the finger of God and the authority of the blood. Come on, some of you just, you just, you just languish in stuff. You're like, oh, last week. Did you repent already? Did you? But then you have this, this condemnation that just comes on you. And, and it, you know, the devil, he tries to get you just over on the sidelines so you're not going to walk in destiny and purpose. Somebody's getting help tonight. Plead the blood is taking a legal stand over the devil. You have rights over him. Just like Dr. Morocco told me as the wind was blowing through my long blonde hair as I was holding the sword. You fight from a place. You're decreeing what Jesus has already done. They overcame him. This text really, and I'm closing. It's my first close. This text really is like reading this, the, the Monday morning paper from the big game on Sunday and how... And how they won. How they won the mega devil bowl. How they beat the devil. How did they, how did they beat the devil? Well, you should have seen that quarterback. He faded back. And then he, that overcomer, he threw by the blood of the lamb. It was that blood of the lamb play. By the blood of the lamb. And, and literally, Revelation is giving us the game-winning play. He's giving us the game-winning play. Here's how you win the spiritual Super Bowl. Here's how you knock the game-winning run over the fence. This is how you do it. I mean, it's amazing. Come on, any, any of you, don't raise your hand. You gamers out there. Do you know there's cheat codes? Well, it was a great day when I figured that out. Let's see. Uh, uh, uh. Bump, bump, bump. Uh. Hey, you've got superpower on the guy, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on, Mike, give me an amen. Cheater codes. This is like God giving you, listen, just want to tell you a little secret. Let me tell you something. The salvation, the power, the kingdom of God, the authority, it's all yours. You will overcome every obstacle. Here's how you do it. Oh, oh, I want to know, I want to know, I want to know, how do, I, how do I do it, God? How do I do it? He says, it's simple. The blood of the Lamb, that's the first part of it. Because without that, you might as well go home, you're already lost. The blood of the Lamb. The blood. It's the blood. It's the blood that washed my sin away. It's the blood. It's the blood, it's the blood that makes me whole today, it's the blood, it's the blood, blood. Satan's a squatter, he's a squatter, you know what a squatter is? Squatter gets on land or gets in a building and, and it, they don't own it, but they, they creep in there and they, and they sit down. He's like a lice. I wouldn't know much about that. Lice are this parasite that has to have a host. 
the devil's parasitical in his, in his nature. And when you allow for him to set up camp, when you, when you give place to him, topos, when you, and you can give place to him through ignorance, but you should be ignorant no more from this message. He's a squatter. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he needs to be evicted. You know, demons are, are not just one generation. Some of you are battling things that your parents battled with. I would venture to say that every single person here will battle with the demons of the previous generation and even the those of the generation before that. But here's the, here's the beautiful news. You can evict them. You can cut them off. You can force them out by the blood of the Lamb. And by the way, that's not just a one-night service or you're standing in your house and you declare, that's cut off in Jesus' name. Yeah, that's powerful. I don't want to undermine or demean that in any way. You still need to set your life up so you don't go towards that bent, that generational iniquity. Come on, some of you got a lust problem and you peek at that Victoria's Secret thing every time it comes. You know, I can watch TV, I can watch TV, it's no big deal. Then, the, you know, the, the thing comes on, the commercial... You, you know, you're, you're looking for your wife to see if anybody's looking and nobody's looking to you like, dang. Yeah, the devil sees all of that. Listen, you can be set free from all of that stuff. You can be set free from greed. You can be set free from lust. You can be set free from anger, from fear, from confusion. You can be set free from every assignment of hell that's been against your family. And I will tell you that every family struggles with generational iniquity. you got to figure out what it is, find out, let the Holy Spirit show you. Then get the blood of Jesus, cleanse that thing, and learn to walk holy and learn to walk in purity. Set your life up so that you're not a needless casualty of the war. Evict the demonic intruders. Can you say amen? Stand up on your feet. There's so much more, but our time is, is done. Lord, Lord, thank you for your blood, Jesus. Thank you for your blood that freed us. Thank you for your blood that cleansed my sin. Thank you for your blood that made whole again. Thank you for your blood, your blood, your blood. Thank you for your blood. Mm. Nothing but the blood, Lord. Nothing but the blood, Lord. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. Sing it. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. Lift your voice. Nothing but the blood. 
Nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood. I can't hear you. Nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood can make me whole. Nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood. Oh, nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. <laughs> and they did not shrink back even to fear from death for their very lives. They overcame him. We know how to be an overcomer. We know how to be a conqueror. It's by the blood. The second part. Want to know what the second message is? <laughs> the word of your testimony. What's the third part? You can't be afraid. It's really a three-part series. You can overcome, one, by the blood, two, by your testimony, three, you can't be a scaredy cat. you got to have confidence. Come on, sing nothing but the blood, Pastor Alex, lead us. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood of Jesus, Jesus. Nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood, yeah, nothing but the blood, oh, nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood. Let me hear you sing it, ready, three, go. Don't forget it. Jesus, Jesus, oh, come on, come on, sing from your spirit. Nothing but the blood. the blood nothing but the blood just the men ready go come on sing like a man sing it again man nothing but the blood nothing but the blood nothing but the blood of nothing but the blood everybody sing it nothing but the blood if you're here and you are not right with God and if you were to leave this place you don't know for sure whether heaven would be your home if you don't know that Jesus died on a cross and rose again from the grave and you've not come willingly before him to confess your sin then you are headed for a place called hell it's not God's intention for you it's God's plan for you to be free it's God's plan for you to be an overcomer it's God's plan for you to be a new creation it's God's plan for you to make it to heaven and to be his ambassador to be somebody who lives in joy and peace and prosperity and all of the blessings of heaven but that comes first by giving your heart to Jesus and if you've never done that or maybe you did but you drifted you know you're not right with God you know that you're compromising you know you've got unconfessed sin in your life don't you play church don't play church
Don't do it. There are casualties. And if you're here tonight and you've never given your heart to Jesus, or you know that you need to recommit your life to Him because you drifted, quickly run right here. Don't wait. Come right now. Come right now. Come quickly. Hustle. Jog. Move your feet. Quickly come. Quickly come. Quickly. Come on. Put your hands together. Come on. Come on. There's other people that need to come. Come on. Come. Come on. Come. Come. Come on. Come on. Get right with God. Come on. Get right with God. Nothing but the blood. Sing it. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the If you need to come, come right now. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. Come all the way up front. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Jesus. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. If you're online and you're watching, don't watch like you're watching a TV. You're being convicted. Your heart's beating within your chest. I can't do that. It's the Holy Spirit that does that. And He's doing it to tell you, get right with me right now, son. Get right with me right now, daughter. Get on a knee in your office. Pull your car over if you need to. Do whatever you got to do. Because you're not promised another day. We hope and, and pray and believe that you'll have another day, but none of us are. The sun is set tonight. You don't know what the night holds. I hope that we all make it through. The time that you have is now. Right now. That's why the Bible says now is the time of salvation. Let's pray this prayer. There's those that are around you that are going to help me here in just a moment. I want you to pray with all your heart, right out loud. If you're up front here online or still in the congregation, pray right out loud. Say with me. Dear Heavenly Father. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place. Thank you that he rose again from the grave for me. Forgive me for all of my sin. Wash me. Cleanse me in your blood right now. I'm sorry. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Give me a hunger for the Word of God. A hunger for the things of the Spirit. And for fellowship with other believers. And use me for the purpose for which I was created. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Now say this. Say I'm born again. My sin is washed away. I'm made new. I'm a child of God. He lives in me. And I'm in Him. I'm an overcomer. Say it again. Say, I'm an overcomer. I'm going to overcome. And I will walk in Him all the days of my life. Say amen. Lift your hands all across this place, Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, come. Break every chain. Break every bondage. Holy Spirit, come. Fill these right now. Hallelujah. Thank you for freedom.
Let him fill you. The baptism of the Spirit, he'll give you a prayer language. You'll begin to speak forth sounds and utterances that you don't know what they mean, but they're, they're, they're sounds and utterances that come from heaven. It's, it's really God's Spirit praying through you. You'll see it in Acts chapter 2, in Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19. Holy Spirit, fill thee right now. Holy Ghost, fill. You know, we want to take just a moment with you. Pastor Vince is right here. Pastor Vince, just wave at everybody. All right. Would you follow Pastor Vince right down the center aisle, right out into the lobby? And we're going to continue in the service for just a moment longer. All y'all that came up front, just follow Pastor Vince right down that center aisle. We're just going to take a moment of your time. Please let us help you. Let us bless you. There's at least 10 or 15 people that are here tonight and you are facing a battle. You're in a battle and you do not know how you're going to come through the other side. Well, welcome to the walk of faith. If you're not in a battle, I've got to really ask, what's going on? Because you might not be on the cutting edge of faith of where God wants you. Really, the Christian life is warfare. It's, it's a glorious thing. It's fun. It's fun. It's great to be on a team that always wins. We, we, we already won. No, we already won. It's already won. See, what we read today is a depiction of the game-winning play. But it's telling you we won. That's good news. That's why it's called gospel means good news. If you're here and you're in this battle and you just, you just need a boost from God, you just need a fresh touch, fresh revelation maybe of authority, I want to pray for you. They're being ministered to out there. I want to minister to you in here. The 10 or 15 people might be a, a court case or something that's going on. I want to pray for you. Come right up front, right here. I'm going to lay hands on you. The Holy Spirit is going to touch you. And you're going to find yourself walking in a greater strength than you had before you came into this place. You say, why is that, Pastor Daniel? Because signs follow the preaching of the Word. And God testifies of the truth of His Word. Well, that's more than 10 or 15, but that works. Come on, just no double stack. Get nobody behind anybody if you can, all the way up to the, all the, way up to the stairs. Come all the way up. Toe up to the stairs. These are the stairs right here. Come on. Make some room for some folks. And if there's not enough room, then just kind of make another line right behind that. So ushers another line right behind them about... Yeah, kind of where you're standing there, Hank. That's, that's where the second line will start. All right? All right, so come all the way up here, Tina. Step up just a little bit. Lisa, step right here. Very good. Then that second line starts right here with you right there. Just half a step back. Okay, a whole step back. Another whole step. All right, good. Shoulder to shoulder, line up right and go right across there. All right, ushers, would you help line them up like that right there? All right, good, good, good. Good, 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 good. All right, lift your hands. So we're all jacked up over here. Amen. <laughs> come on, lift your hands to heaven. The Lord's going to strengthen you right now. Holy Spirit, come. 
Holy Spirit, come. Release your power, Lord, to overcome. Now has come the salvation, the power, the authority of Christ, the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus, release your power.
position of the authority of being your son, your son and your daughter. We are overcome. Come on, say it. Make it personal. I am an overcomer. Put your hands together for Jesus. Father, we thank and praise you for what you've done tonight. Now, Lord, bless your people as they go and as they stay. Let fresh revelation and dreams and visions and strength be released to them. May every hour that they sleep be like two. And I pray for those who are having a hard time sleeping, release the sleep of the just, the justified, the rest and the peace that belongs to the people of God. Bless your people, cause your face to shine upon them, lift up your countenance towards them, be gracious to them, keep them, give them peace. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful, and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065, or online at kcalaska.com, kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival.